Calling all units, calling all units. Donut Shop has a fresh dozen. Go ahead and take a 1040. Hey, uh, salute. Salute. Welcome in. Welcome, welcome Cheers. to a very special guest. We're going to go ahead and drink, drink, drink. We got to look at each other. Thanks for coming on. Look each other in the eye again. Thanks. <laughs> Trying to look two people in the my eye. My wife does that. A little bit hard. That's what Just. that's what my uh, my podcast wife does too. <laughs> that's well, funny because of my wife. <laughs> oh, there you go. The yeah, women are all about that. It's a woman thing. It's no trust. Guys are like, I don't care. Yeah. But okay, so let's talk about uh, our guest who's here, and we'll introduce ourselves. What up? All right. Uh, well, let's go for the introduction first. I'm Nick from Nick Off Duty. What's up, guys? What's up? I'm Justin from Florida, and I'm Alex from Miami. Alex from Miami. Yes, but he's uh, he's here because he heeded the call of firemen all throughout the podcast land and the viewership. They were like, hey, man, we're enough with all these jabs that you guys are throwing at us. On We the- need a defender. Yeah, we need somebody on there Absolutely. who's going to defend us. And uh, he, I think he came in literally ready to defend because there's a, there's a large object on the table. What well, is that? See, look, I'm in the presence of police officers, so I want to stress that this is not a weapon. Oh, what is this that? This is a hydrant wrench. A hydrant so wrench. So it's made to open up a hydrant when you're trying to connect a uh, line Slip to get slides? to a fire. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. That too. That too. <laughs> I'm no surrounded over here. in the studio. So but I don't could, forget. I, I pre- pre- presume it to be a weapon. Police know about weapons of opportunity. Yes. Jesus Christ. And did anyone ever tell you not to bring a hydrant wrench to a gunfight? Oh, oh, <laughs> that's, that's what this is going to be like. That's what we're doing today. Oh, There's going to be a lot of gaps in this no. uh, episode mm-hmm. here. So uh, oh, you guys are in for a wild ride. Yeah. And uh, We have it, some history together. Thanks for coming. Yeah, yeah. How do you know we this do. guy? So this gentleman in front of me, um, he was on a vlog of ours at the agency that I work for. And guess what, guys? That's right. The most viewed vlog absolutely in the department's you're history. welcome you're welcome <laughs> once what? again fire department helping out the police department oh man listen 2.5 million views to yeah. this day yes 2.5 million views and trailing behind it and uh, like a 1.8 is the swat vlog yeah yeah, oh, with, man. with Chris, our, oh, our TTOG, from Chris, TTOG. Yeah. that guy's legit. Yeah, he's a good dude. Shout so out. you know, I would said you know we throw enough jabs at the firemen on the show. Why don't we have one on? And who better to have on than my my friend over here, Alex? I appreciate that. Yeah, I man, very, very nice guy. You. If you guys haven't seen the episode, we'll you know we'll link, link it. it below. Yeah, go check it out, and you get to know Alex a little more. But for now, we're gonna go into about me portion. About me. About me. What's, what's your deal? What's the deal, man? What, well, let, let's go back to little Alex. Little Alex. Little Alex. You know, it was always like, uh, one day I want to be a policeman, but hey. I, nope. I guess. Absolutely not. Nope. No? Uh-huh. Not okay. at all. Fireman all, all the way through? 100%. Yep. Tell me how it started. I think that, um, I, I know we make a lot of jokes and stuff, but when you are a first responder, whether it be a police officer, a firefighter, mm-hmm. or even a nurse, you know, like yes. I, if you are the one that shows up when people call for help. I don't think that everybody can do that job. No. You know what I mean? I think it takes a certain kind of person, a certain way that you perform, if you will, to be able to do that job. So I remember what, what really did it for me is I figured out eventually that I like helping people. There's something about showing up when everybody is scared or everybody's like, uh, you know, in chaos, yes. and you got to show up, and you got to fix the situation. That's right. like that's a, I think that's a big firefighter model is figure it out. 
Yes. So I just I enjoyed that, and that's, that's yeah, it. very true. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you could probably get the, uh, almost a hundred percent agreement uh, across the board with with people. So that's a that's a good way to put it. That yeah. No matter what hat you actually put on, it's yep. really just you. you Wanted to run the other direction. Shout out to all the nurses that got included in there. Absolutely 100,000% first responders and dispatchers. And Shout dispatchers out to the dispatchers. They don't get a lot of uh, uh, notoriety when it comes to that, but they absolutely are uh, uh, first responders yeah, as well. First line, yeah. Yeah, so maybe we'll have some dispatchers on. Sure, sure, sure they can talk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I spoke with uh, some dispatchers. Uh, we were doing some stuff at work, and I wanted to sit down and, and talk about PTSD, and then I just happened to, to speak to one of the, the supervisors in my agency's dispatch. Yeah. So they handle police and fire calls. And what I never understood or I never even thought of was, you know, I asked her, I was like, man, have you ever had like a tough call? Because yeah. look, you guys are cops, I'm a fireman. You can, usually that's the first question. Like yeah. if you tell somebody, oh, I'm a police officer, they'll be like, oh, it's boring, which is understandable. Yeah. But <laughs> if. Whenever you tell somebody like, "Oh, I, I do this," they want, the first question you usually ask is, "What's like the worst call that mm -hmm. you've ever seen? What's yeah. like the worst call that you've ever been to?" Yeah. And um, I kind of made that kind of question to the dispatcher, and what she told me again, I never even understood it. Like I never even thought about it. Was you know that she told me about a shooting, a little girl that uh, that her family member shot other members in her family, and then. Like, she broke down. It was very, like, I had no idea. And then she was like, and the worst part about it is that once we send you guys, we never know what happens after that. Just, that's exactly what I was thinking yeah. about. That um, So, like, in my agency, we used to have our own, but now we've gone to the county where the county um, does it. But we, when we had our own, it was just, uh, there was a special relationship where we could actually walk in that door and have a conversation. Yeah. Or they had us on the phones and they could text us. Or we had different computer systems where you could kind of text chat back and forth. And, and, and that's one of the, I, I would think that's one of the biggest um, uh, lacks of communication for communications that they don't they don't get they don't get that resolution that maybe the police and fire side the people that they're sending that call end up seeing the end of it um, yeah. or can see what happens you know the person got taken or what what was you know I mean everybody wants the the, the information everybody wants to know the story the same thing with the news and stuff but the the dispatchers end up kind of getting left high and dry with that yeah. where yeah. they hear all of this and then. They don't get to hear what the resolution or if the crime got solved. They might hear if somebody yeah. went to jail. But, hey, what if the shift is over for them and, you know, and no, they, they hang up. announce that there's somebody arrested or somebody was transported? They hang up and then it's like the next call. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, you know what I mean? One. Just but like it that. Is, it is definitely an unsung hero. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Shout out to the dispatchers. Shout out to them. Um, side note, they have a they made a uh, man, like a decompression room at my agency where mm -hmm. they can. They, they, all right, I need a break, and they tap out, and they go, and they yep. have that where they can decompress, like meditate, and, Very and do stuff because they do get PTSD as well. Yeah. Because imagine, you're hearing it, so mm -hmm. you don't know, like, like podcast land, you guys are hearing us, but you don't know what we look like unless you go and see it. So all they can imagine probably the worst thing that's going on, mm -hmm. especially if you're not out there, you know, and see it firsthand where it sounds bad, and you get there, you're like, well, it's not, not too bad but in their mind they're playing it as the worst possible case scenario so they don't get totally. to see it so they hold that in yeah, yeah. 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 i mean remember some of you may have called 911 and had to deal with somebody on the phone and just like they say about police officers you don't ever know what call they just came from right. so this person might have just been dealing with this thing and then now you want to call because it's 
9.30 at night and your neighbor's playing their music a little too loud and sometimes you and you called 911 for that you know it's it's uh you know you get that you get that person so yeah it's definitely a decompression is a good point all right let's uh let's bring it back wrangle because he's he's a fireman yeah but uh but it all it all intertwines everything he brought the what do you got nick what do you got what do you got come on get to it man i've seen the show i see the jokes get them out no 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 but it's nothing but love Brotherly love, you know, yes. uh, and sisterly yes. love. If there's a uh, fire woman out there, it's mm-hmm. just that it's that sixth sense of humor that we all have to have to uh, yeah. to, to have fun, yep. just like you would do with your your real family brothers. It's everybody's real family. But I tell you, at the end of the day, it's just like your little brother. You can you know you pick on him all you want, but as soon as soon as somebody from the outside comes in and does something, you're you step in front and like mm-hmm. no 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 no, and it's vice versa. Yeah. So because you're obviously probably taller than me. Yeah, and uh, so maybe I'm your little brother. But if anyone <laughs> if, if anyone tries to light me on fire, you'd be like, "Oh, I'm gonna." Hey, put wait, that no, fire don't out. do that. Yeah, yeah. All what right. is this liquid you're spraying on me? It tastes <laughs> like water. So water. <laughs> um, yeah, I put the fire out. <laughs> okay, so let's go back. So little Al, little Alex, he yeah. uh, he wants to be a fireman, and then. He goes to school to be a fireman. Uh, do you need school for that, or are you just yeah kind of learn how to slide yeah, down a pole? Yeah, it's a lot of specialty a lot of, training. At the playground, yeah, they don't now. just give you a badge and a gun and tell you, "Hey, look, go and you know." Ah, there's a patch, lot of training on the there. Off you go. <laughs> what 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 kind of training is that? Like, uh, talk to, about it for those. Like, so let's say a high school mm-hmm. kid listening. What should I do? If you're in high school, I think the the best thing that you should do before you know signing up for anything is, is see if you can talk to a firefighter. Usually, a lot of people know firefighters. If you don't have a family member that is a firefighter or a paramedic, just go to your local firehouse, ring the doorbell, yeah. you know, and just be like, "Hey, look, my name is so and so, and I just have some questions. I don't I don't know where you are watching this, but guaranteed they'll take you inside and they'll answer your questions. They'll show you around. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because I've I worked in the hospital for a few years in the emergency room, both an adult and pediatric. I've worked, um, obviously, on a rescue truck. I've worked in clinic. I've worked all over the place. Any job you can think of, I've had it, right? And there's been more than a few times where you've seen people that are they, students, and they'll come and they'll either ride with the fire department or they'll do clinical hours in the hospital. And all of a sudden, they're, you, they're exposed to reality, which is like a bad call, mm-hmm. And I, I, I can, off the top of my head, I can name three people who, right after that call, quit mm-hmm. and left. Yeah. You know, and these are people that went through training, spent a bunch of money, and you know, obviously made an effort to get to where they were. But then they realized that you know this isn't for me. And respect to them too, because that takes guts. It takes it's guts to get up and walk out. experience. So one of my, as my best friend, same thing. He's made it. He made it through all the levels of training. We'll talk about those levels and those class types. Yeah. He made it through all that, but just in the clinicals, in the out in the ride-alongs, he just really learned that that my decision holds someone else's life in my hands and i'm not sure if i really want to do that yeah forever or you know for for the next 20 30 years yeah. so it, smart thing pulled off and backed out and he's you know does his own job and it's I, great i, you know, I respect people just, like that you know it's it's a decision you got to make uh similar to like what we were saying earlier about running in the other direction from everybody else um and and shout out to those explorer posts out there because that's yeah. one of those things as a youth you can do do they have fire explorers? we have uh, we have different uh groups in my agency there's plenty of ones like there's a county they have explorers also so there's different groups that you can get involved with it's really reaching out to your local departments that are around you and you know you can find out usually they have the information online on a website mm-hmm. and you can find out what do they require in order for you to apply some agencies will require you the, the what you need in order to be considered right are what we call the tickets you need to have your emt mm-hmm. um your paramedic 
and your fire certification. So each one of these are three different programs that you have to complete. That's then to get a job. That's to get okay. a job. Not in for certain, explorers. We're not talking no, not about for explorers. explorers. No. This we'll is to, about to get later. a job in certain uh, agencies. Like there's when I I waited for about six years, seven years to get hired. I mean, it was just you know the recession. People were not hiring, so it was very very competitive just to get a job. I was a, a group of guys that you know camped out a few nights in front of City Hall because just to turn in your application because wow. that's just what it was. Yeah. So um, it really depends what the agency wants. Some of you want you to be what's called fully certified, meaning yeah. you have all three of those tickets. Yeah. Some will be like them one more time for, for it's everybody. Having your EMT basic, mm-hmm. uh, your paramedic certification, and your fire two certification. So those are three different tickets that you have to earn, and you have to take state tests for them. Which yeah. is about how difficult. long does it take just to do those classes? Are those individual schools you have to go to EMT so school? So you have that you can either go through your local community college and jump you know through their hoops or you can go to private technical colleges yeah which are a little bit more expensive but it's usually you jump right in it and you just keep going i went to uh, fmti and ama those are two schools ama is still there they actually have all kinds of other programs now shout out to them and um if you if you decide to go through a community college route, you have to take whatever classes that they recommend you before you can get to the EMT class or the paramedic class. Similar to doing like your gen eds for a, exactly. a bachelor's exactly. degree Absolutely. or something. Now, if you go through the private route, you are it's like jumping into the pool. You know, it's sink or swim. Like, all right, cool. Here we need you to. Here's your uniform. Here's your book. Uh, class starts on Monday. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you then. And you see the sink or swim. So I, I like those because it's more of a, that's what I did. And it was more of a reality because, you know, it's either you're either going to get this or you're not. Like, there's no room for excuses. I think both in police and in the fire service, there's no room for excuses. Like, Absolutely. you can't. It gets to a point where you need to know exactly what to do. So once you have those tickets, it's the, after that, it's going through the hiring process for whatever agency you're applying for. They have lie detector tests, background tests, drug tests, obviously. They've got a bunch of things that you have to go through to even be considered. And then after that, once you pass all that, you have your chief's interview and you know, or you have like a mega code, which you'll walk in through the door. I've done it where I was in a suit and I walked in. They told me, no, 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 it's just going to be an interview. And as soon as we walked in, they're like, all right, cool. Uh, what's your name? Alex? All right, listen, you've got a six-year-old male who just went unconscious. Uh, his mother is right next to him, also in cardiac arrest. And, you know, and they throw <laughs> these huge scenarios oh at you. God, yeah. And you have to – and they watch you. Everything that you do, yeah. what do you remember? And then right after you're done with that, they're like, all right, cool. So check it out. There's a baby on the second floor. Yeah. The house is on fire. <laughs> and there's a little old woman that's at the door. What are you going to do first? Oh, and by the way, they have a pet velociraptor running around yes. the yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so figure you're going to have to figure that one out. Yeah, absolutely. So that's kind of the name of the game. That's awesome. Yeah. Caveat, there's a do not resuscitate on the old woman. <laughs> you, know, like, you, know. Yeah. you know, what do you know? Um, wow, that's, I mean, th- that's, those are huge um, scenarios. Um, that uh, yeah, I mean it's. I didn't know. I didn't. I did not know that. Yeah. I was like, hey, you slid down a pole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how to turn on the hose? Yeah. Hey, you can hold the gun. Here you go. Here's the gun. Handcuffs. You want a leather recliner? Do you want a fabric recliner? Look, very good, very good. Are you guys assigned that right out of the academy? You have to earn your recliner. Listen, anybody watching this, do not pay attention to what Nick is telling you. Don't listen to Nick. But wait, there's more. 
man. Well, let's take a quick break. Okay. And we'll come back with some more ball busting. All right. Absolutely. I like it. What's in the cup? Guys, what's in my cup? Blackout Coffee Company. We joined up with them. I've been drinking it and I enjoy it. And I think you may enjoy it as well. So you can go over to our website and click the link, or you can just go to their website, blackoutcoffee.com, and use our coupon code to get 10% off. The code is DSP10. So go over, check it out. All right, and we're back. Fun fact, fun fact, before we start. Yeah. Here we go, here we go. Stuff. Here we go, what do you got? Alex is an identical twin brother. Yes, I am, absolutely. Identical, and I did not know this. The first time I met him. So, mm-hmm. let me lead you down what happens next. Fast forward, a couple months later, after the vlog is doing good, there's a ceremony at my department. Guess who's there? Or who I thought was there? Alex. Oh. And uh, he's uh, you know quite the joker. You know, He's a good, good guy, knowledgeable joker. So, I go Hi, down. Um, I see him, I'm like, eh. Yeah, I'm across the across the auditorium. Yo, what's up? I'm throwing a little wave. I guess he throws me the head down. Like, oh, here it comes. There's another, another one. Who's another that one guy? Guys, right? Oh, he's a cop. So I wait until uh, here we go. I wait until the thing's over. I go to him like, yo, what's up, bro? I haven't seen you. And I get into the com. Man, it's doing good and everything. And he's like, yeah. He's like, oh, you're talking about my brother. And I'm like, uh, that's something Alex would say. Oh, he's a yeah. joker. <laughs> I'm like, get out of here, bro. You just do the punch yeah, in the yeah, arm yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, and, he, and he's like, uh, he's like, no, uh, we're identical twins. That's my brother. Now scram. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Leave me alone, weirdo. <laughs> he's, wearing, he's wearing the same costume. He, he was. In, he's a firefighter, right? Yeah, he works for uh, another another department. Yeah, right. Local agency, right, right yep. next oh. jurisdiction. Okay. You guys should get tattoos. What's your brother's name? My brother actually has I, tattoos. I'm not Alex. <laughs> I, I saw, listen, and if there was a you, surgeon just that put it can. Behind his ear. Just, yeah. No, I'm, I, I'm sick. Of, I, look, I, I've been twins my entire life. Uh, I'm kind of ready. Sense. That makes sense, bro. I'm kind of ready to just like break off. <laughs> I've had I've had very upset ladies come up to me and, you know, wh- who are you here with? You know, and oh, this is in front of oh somebody else. And I'm like. Um, do I know you? Oh, really? That's what you're gonna do? I had a ch- I had a chick once. This is a true story. Slap me oh my in front of everybody at that place. Oh my god! Because my brother did something, and um, and they're firefighters, so we know. Yeah. Wait a minute. What? We are good boys. You guys I don't know what you're talking about. Ra- everybody loves you. You know what? Everybody loves you guys. Yeah. Well, you know Nick, I mean? you know, you and your Dalmatians. You, oh, well. And you're on the calendars and everything. We have, yeah. There's the South Florida Firefighters calendar. Yep. Absolutely. Shirts off. Hey, what's the hottest month? Who's the hot? Where, what is it? Is it December? Who's is, is this a trick question? You're trying to like leave no, me? No, 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 no. Because Chris was on and we were, de- we were describing. He's like, yeah, firefighters are hot, dude. Yeah, cops uh, buy firefighter calendars. I know that. But which which month for charity. goes to the, the, the hottest Hottest person. I'm safe. I can Maybe. safely say that I think every month works. <laughs> every month. Oh He's man. A politician too. See, folks. there you go. I mean, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta do it. You know. I want right. to see a police calendar. What would that look like? Just a d- bunch of donuts. Like, a bunch uh, of donuts. Dunkin' Donuts, donuts sponsored. Dad bods everywhere. That's it. <laughs> we should do a donut shop. Comment below if you want a donut shop podcast calendar. You know cops. you do, so just do it. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a there's a reason why you guys are on the calendars, and we'll get into that because we're going to talk about shit and everything. Yeah, but first, so uh, police officers usually an eight hour, ten hour, twelve hour, depending on the breakdown of your mm-hmm. department, work those kind of days. You guys work 
12-hour shifts. Or 24. 24-hour shifts. I'm sorry. Why? How's that work? And then how's kind of like a, what's like a start a shift day of day in the life kind of thing? Well, I've I've actually asked a few people. Is you know, it twenty four like, hours? Right. It, it is twenty four hours. But there's there's also some departments, like uh, I know like Phoenix is one, and other departments where they do forty eight hour shifts. So you're there for two days, two yeah. full days, and then you're off. I think it's seventy two hours. I'm not too sure. We do twenty four hours. Yeah, I know. Let me count there. Yeah, three days. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. See, cops. Right. So uh, we do 24 <laughs> hours, and you're off 48, right? And in the beginning, I was like, oh, We saw murders in 48. So, oh, well, yeah, that? that's, that's what it is. One so whole shift. <laughs> so uh, on your weekend. It yeah. wasn't until, I think, like my first tour, like going home after a 24-hour shift, like the next 24 hours, like you're knocked out. Yeah. You're like, you know, exa- especially if you're on, like, on a rescue and you're at a busy station. You're getting six, seven calls after midnight. Like, yeah. you do not stop. Like, when you came to to my station. Shout out to the Niners out there. He's absolutely. not going to say it. But shout out to the Niners. Station 9. My homies. When you when you came to the station, we didn't stop. No. There wasn't anything orchestrated there. We didn't have any movie magic. You know, bullshit. That was yeah. just one call after the other. And that's really what it is. And and which leads me to my next thing because I thought we were like yeah fi- Ooh, fire 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 and it was like eh. we, actually there was one fire at the end mm-hmm. there was a fire so that's a good yeah day. we had one How that we showed that up uh, I think it was second I, if I remember I think it was like a a body shop or yeah something like yeah, that yeah something like that on the top yeah. floor or whatever yeah uh, what's uh you know I don't want to jump ahead but what's the ratio because it was we did like oh like five medical. Mm-hmm. And then it was, and then we trained. Yeah, we Holy had a training smokes. day also, right? right? Holy smokes! Yeah. Yeah, you see what I did there? Yeah. Last one we were talking about dogs and rough, 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 rough. Uh, rough, rough. Oh, by the way, totally shout out to American Standard Dog Training. Kane and my boy Garrett hooked us up with the shirts. I've got mine on. If you guys want one, go check them out on the social media platforms. Plug. Going back. Mm-hmm. So tell us. I don't want to get off track. Walk us through a whole day, I guess, start to finish. So, so I you usually get up off your recliner, then what happens? Down at the neck. Home, at home. Then you get in your comfy. Then into you get your work in your recliner. Yeah. Nick, I swear. Wait, let, let us run down your day and you tell yeah, us what's going on. You're doing good. You're doing good. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. We, so I usually get to the station really early. Um, I like being early. Uh, me Reason being is for the fire department, the one thing that you'll get in trouble for, no matter what, doesn't matter what rank you have, is if you're late. I'm out. If yeah. you're late, <laughs> you can forget out. it. Honestly, there's like no excuse. It's huge. And I mean, I, I've had that question a million times. If you are late anywhere that you're going, it's a, hu- a humongous insult. You can like make fun of my wife if you want to. But if yeah. you are late to whatever we're doing, like yeah. what's wrong with you? You know, yeah. it's very inconsiderate. So they're big on that. We start at 730 in the morning. But like I said, guys, get there earlier. Um, you get to station early. Guys wake up and, you know, we start having coffee, talk about the shift, you know, talk to the guys that are going home. And then at 7.30, we start, we line up, the captain will walk out, and uh, the captain starts giving out the assignments. In my station and in various stations, you'll have rescue trucks, and then you'll have suppression units, which can be like uh, an engine, uh, a quint, an aerial, different, different big fire trucks. Yes. And I don't have to explain to you guys a little slower because you're cops. Yeah, yeah. no, well. For the for the audience, yeah, for the audience, for the audience. of course. Big trucks, big trucks. Yeah, are they red? You know, they're red. Absolutely, oh, I knew it. absolutely, yes. They have a ladder. Some of them do. Right. Yes, they, they spray do. water. So let me let me break it down in cops' terms. Yeah, you have a which is essentially like a, it looks like uh, the fire rescue 
is what you're talking about? Yeah. The, okay, so that's uh, where they put the, the person patient. on the stre stretcher. Mm -hmm. in the, I'm talking in cop lingo, man. No, what you I'm... see pulling up to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. They put them in the back, and they go. And then the trucks are the ones that show up with the hoses that come out, right? Yeah, and, then and the ladders. And the ladders, and mm -hmm. then they shoot the fire. So just to make that clear to all my cop buddies out there. So this episode sucks. Not, <laughs> not, not, not shoot, guys. They spray, spray water. Water. Spray. Yeah, you water. guys. Yeah, so bullets into a fire don't really work. Yeah, that's yet. not going to do. So you got, uh, we have um, fire trucks. We've got rescue trucks, which is, you know, the ones that actually takes the patient to mm -hmm. the hospital. Yeah. We've got uh, aerial units. We've got ladders. Mm -hmm. We've got, there's a bunch of different trucks. But the point is, is that each one of them are staffed with firefighter paramedics. Yeah. My agency, we have firefighter paramedics, firefighter EMTs. Usually the entire department, they're firefighters and your paramedics. So you do both. Yeah. Like we've had uh, calls where the fire truck will show up first before uh, a rescue will show up. And people have asked me, like, why is it that, you know, my mom is having chest pain and, like, the fire engine shows up she first. She needs to go to the hospital. She has to go to the hospital. Why are you guys yeah. showing up here first? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the reason being is because... We're, we're very busy. Um, my agency is super busy. My station is super busy. I mean, yeah. you can watch the episode and see that. And Link uh, down below. Yeah, please. And then if there's a, an, a, even the fire trucks have paramedics on there, and they have ALS equipment. ALS is advanced life support. So they have medicines, monitors. They got all kinds of stuff. So these guys can jump off of the fire truck and put on the hat of a paramedic and start treating you while the rescue will show up. And before they can they can do anything, we already get report from these guys, throw them on the truck and take off. So it's not you don't have to sit there and wait when you're having an emergency, which you know obviously has happened in, in other places. So right. it's just it's just quicker and faster service, and everybody that's there, you wear multiple hats. Yeah. That's the one thing that I've come to learn is that a lot of people have no idea what the fire department does. That's why you're here. <laughs> At all. Like, these guys have no clue. Like, oh, my, oh, the fire department handles that? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, we are what the best way to understand it. Leak. We are an all-hazard department. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, any, a lot of fire departments, we respond to every possible call that you can think of, whether it be a baby that stops breathing, somebody gets shot, a house is, a fire, is on fire, uh, we've got um, you know, a, a, anything. Yeah. A cat in a tree. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks Ducks a lot, Nick. Drain. Yes, that, that and too. And you guys always have a cell phone out for that. It's it's yeah. amazing. Well, you know, people love firefighters because you know we don't shoot them. What was it? What was our? <laughs> That's a low blow. Oh. That's low blow. Oh. Bang, oh, bang, wow. boom, bang. Yes. So, so I'm gonna move past that burn. Uh, <laughs> no pun intended. Today. I'm full of them today. Oh, jeez. Uh, this is Nick is pulling them all out of the bag. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. have them all written down here. Okay, I use burn. Check it off. Check. Perfect show for uh, Nick. Uh, even to a point where it was, it uh, was a raccoon. What was it? A possum? It was a possum. You guys posted something on your social media. Or one of the stations posted. It a was possum. in their vent by their vending machine or whatever. They the had, ghetto vending machine? Yeah. No, no. It was at another, I think it was at the one in, in uh, Brickle or something. They had like a possum. Whatever. You guys do it all. That was just a Well, I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's. You know, I remember I remember going through the fire academy and them telling us like, you know, um, one of the guys, one of the instructors, he he loved to say this. He would be like, "Tag you're it." I go, like, "Wow, what are you talking about?" He's like, "Tag you're it." Somebody called. Now it's your turn. Go figure it out. Yeah. So yeah. those are two terms that you hear all the time. You hear "tag you're it" and "figure it out." Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what she said. Yeah. Don't matter out. what the call is. It doesn't matter Did what you say what it that's is. What she said. <laughs> 
That's what you said. Oh, you said. You had a shoe said. Hey, what's in the cup? He's starting to slur his words. Bang, bang. All right. So that's when you get there. So tell us what happens after you get your assignment. Because that was an hour long of a. Oh, man. So you get. So basically, the captain will tell you, like, all right, Nick, you're on Rescue 29, for example. Got it. And after we break, right? Um, he tell he basically tells you anything that's gonna happen to the day it's if like we have any call. training that day. Roll call. Roll call. Roll call. Yeah. So we break and then you go and you check out your truck. So you will literally go to Rescue Twenty Nine where you're supposed to go to that day. Yeah. And you check everything from head to toe. We usually have one guy that'll drive. One firefighter paramedic is assigned to drive that day. You've got one guy that's supposed to be in the back, and then you've got an officer that you know sits in the front. And then when we have an actual patient, he's in the back with the other mm-hmm. uh, paramedic. So is yeah. there so an officer meaning like a supervisor? Yeah, like a supervisor role. They're the ones that are the uh, – it's more responsibility. That's like the best way that, that I've ever heard somebody mm-hmm. say that. Shelly said that. Um, you know, you get – you're a firefighter like everybody else, but you're given more responsibility. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not just, oh, yeah, you get a promotion. No, you're, more, you're responsible for a few more things. Yeah. I think I, it's the same on this side too. Yep. Yeah. When you be sergeant, lieutenant. Yeah, that's great. You still got a gun. You still got a badge. You still got yeah, a you still got work. Yep. You can't just drive by things. Mm-hmm. Um, so to go back, there's there's uh, there's another team running, right? What, obviously, there's got to be someone always. Is there any overlap time where you guys do like a transfer? Like, hey, this is my truck. So in, uh, in my station and various stations, you usually have two rescues, sometimes even three, right? Yeah. But let's say for two, you have one what we call the day truck and yeah. another one we call the night truck. So what that means is that if we're at the station and a call comes in, the day truck will go out first, mm-hmm. right? And if another call comes in, the second truck will go out. And, night truck. and the night truck will go out. Go. Well, at 7.30 at night, they switch. Uh. So now the night truck goes out first. And if another call comes in, which they always do, the, night, the day Prime, truck will not go out. Primary, secondary. Right, primary yeah. and secondary. That's so it. There's, two, there's two shifts working concurrently, meaning? Uh, no, or one shift. Split? No, there's there's one shift. There's A, B, and C shift. Okay. When you are, if you're, let's say A, B, and C, right? Right. right. A shift, you're going to be working 24 hours. Yes. At the end of your 24-hour duty, B shift is coming in to relieve you. You are going to work 24 hours. At the end of your 24-hour, C shift is coming, and I'm going to relieve you. I'll work, and then we just keep going. Quick math. That's how you do 24, and then 40 24, off. 24, so 48. So then A shift yeah, 72. back on on the back. That was 72. Good. <laughs> <laughs> 48. They get it. 24 and 24 is... And 24. Is 72. Is 72. So you see why? shift, then relieved you. Now Cops, man. Yeah. Cops. Yeah, cops. Oh, so, so it smells So you're here. off. <laughs> yeah. That's if how you, you get off. If you're working, <laughs> you're A-shift, right? Son of them. Now it's his turn. Well, now you're resting 24 cup. hours. B-shift, you're on your first day off. Okay, all right. And then... Yeah. Second day off, and then you start again. Oh, that's uh, it. That's a whole 15-minute episode right there. Oh, my God. You know what? I'm pulling out my calculator. Stop it. So, uh, all right, so you got your shift. You're running down your equipment. I, this is my truck. It works. Yeah, you literally, listen, you're, you're, these trucks have everything that you can possibly think of. Honestly, like, I mean, you that day that you rode with us, we had a bunch of stuff. We had a guy that, uh, you know, I can't remember what the calls were, but it was obviously a lot of medical calls, but we also had fire calls. I believe we had a few car accidents that day because yeah. you ended up leaving a little early because 24 hours was too much for you, and I understand you're a police officer. <laughs> uh, you weren't paying me the OT, man. Well, you know, he was promised a recliner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, statues. <laughs> See, look, there's two against one right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, That's so how we usually do it. All right. 
You got it. So when does when does the trips to the food store start where you guys go and buy a whole bunch of groceries? So every day, every single firefighter, including the officers, the captain, lieutenants, everybody chips in 20 bucks. And we all take turns cooking for the day. So usually one guy that's going to be from one of the suppression units, the big fire trucks. Yeah. One of Thank one you. guy is going to <laughs> cook that day. So yeah. you take everybody's money. And you're responsible for cooking breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Woo. That, that might not sound like a big deal, but when oh. you've got 20 guys, 15 yeah. guys that are, like, waiting on you for it, food, like, it better taste good. It better be done quick. Yeah. You know? And then you got to – can't spend all the money. You know, and so. I tell you, it's just like – it's just like our side. It, they will let you know when – Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. It sure. tastes like shit. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's not Guilty. good. They will let you know. I was there for a little bit, and it was, like, Crankfest 3000. Yeah. Ah, that's what you're making again? Ah, <laughs> but they do make some killer cafecito. Chef Boyardee yeah. every yeah. night. Thanks, oh, buddy. Man, yeah. All right. All right. What's, let's let's take a, a quick break. Yeah. We'll come back. When, and we'll finish. When it. we come back, I want to know what's your uh, what's your chef of the day thing. Heal. We'll be right back. What's up, everybody? Just wanted to tell you about our friends over at DMB Tile. There's six locations across South Florida that can take care of everything that you need, from accessories, installation materials, marble, and of course, the best tile. Start by looking at their website, dbtile.com. And first responders, when you go in there, mention Donut Shop Podcast for 15% off your purchase. Now back to the show. All right, so into the meat and potatoes. Yes. Yeah. What, what's your uh, meal for the what – you, what's your specialty? What are they, oh, yes, Alex is, is riding the, the suppression truck. If, you see what I'm saying? I'm learning. If first of all, I've had a few bad meals. Oh yeah, I've had some few What's bad some, ones. What, what are some of the? Uh, oh my god, I burnt. Um, I was cooking dinner, and I think I had either ribs or steak, right? And then I had mac and cheese, but it was like homemade or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I burnt the cheese. Mm-hmm. I burnt something. Yeah. And my captain walked by, and he's like, "Man, it smells burnt." I go, "Yeah, it tastes like shit," you know. And then he's <laughs> like, "Ah, just put barbecue sauce in it," <laughs> and dumped the whole bite. It did not help. No. No. <laughs> I ended burnt up burnt mac and cheese with barbecue oh sauce on it. I had. To, I think I had to buy like a few pizzas or something. I don't remember. But so you can do that. Can you defer to pizza? Defer yeah, but that's coming out of your pocket. Wings. That's not from the twenty that you collected. Uh, so you don't want to do that. You yeah. don't want to make a bad meal. So uh, all right. My go-to is uh, usually for lunch. I'll make like. Uh, like turkey burgers or something and some fries. It's tough to mess that up, you yeah. know? And then at night, I'll do chicken baca frita. Chicken baca frita. That yep. sounds delicious. Yeah, that's my thing. I like that. I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's great. I work, at, I work at our main building, so and our main station's connected to it. So when I when walk back and out, out to my car and those guys are on the grill and they're outside cooking on the barbecue, yep. and you can, it's like, oh, man, you know? Yeah. And they'll, they'll, you know, they'll make the jokes. Come on, we got a fresh box of donuts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll tell us. Which, which leads me to my, uh, my next thing because we talked about food. Obviously, you're you're doing your runs throughout the day. It comes mm-hmm. over the, the loudspeaker in the thing. It's like a, like a high school when the when the principal's the talking. Yeah. yeah, it goes over the loudspeaker. <laughs> and how how many years you've been on? Or how With m- the city, almost seven. All right. So how many years? Yeah, some of those guys in your unit have been on for a while, right? Oh yeah, yeah. We've got I've got, I call them the dinosaurs. I've so, got some old guys in my stations. To throw some credit to the dinosaurs. Yeah. You, you, and it's not putting down Pat Barron, Todd Hurst, Police, Johnny Moore. But when a call comes out, and it's any call, these guys are hauling ass. Yeah. They stop what they're doing, flipping tables to get to the door. Let's go! Yeah. And you would think, man, these guys just got on. Right. You know? No. And don't, don't, we don't, as police officers, we're not 
not trying to get to the call. However, the intent, I, I've been to, a, I, don't know, I don't know how many shots fired calls. Yeah. But I'm going there and I'm a little desensitized to, to the shots fired, like that anxiety, the anxiousness, the hypeness. These guys been to hundreds, thousands of calls, and they keep that intensity where they're running. Let's go! Yeah. So I was impressed. And I see see the older the older dinosaurs as you would call them. Mm-hmm. They still got it, man. They're still running out out there. So do you got guys that have like twenty years on the job and they still, you know, take it seriously. They still, you know, they still got it. Yeah, I'm not saying wait, 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 cops take it seriously. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying that. Listen, there's one cop that you guys have. What is his name? I can't believe I'm yeah, drawing a blank it's, right it now. Starts with an F R A Frazier. Frazier. I love that guy. Listen, Marine. I have a Marine Corps. Marine that Corps. guy. I've had a few calls with him where it was bad, and this guy walked in and just you know fixed everything. It's the way that he is with people. I mean, I know that what's trending right now, or what's in right now, is all oh, cops suck, and you know people love talking shit about yeah, cops. And you guys are like. Hey, we got your back. Yeah, they do. I'm just kidding. Oh, no, stop no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Listen, there's and all honestly, you know, there's bad in anything. There's bad uh, cops. There's bad firefighters. There's bad donut makers. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's bad in anything. I respect people that take their job seriously, or people yes. that actually realize what they're doing and perform. Frazier is that guy's. There's no way. The best way that I can explain is that that guy's a gangster. Like he's, that guy he's is. Good. He's OG. no joking. OG. Good yes. Good dude. And. Um, he has that old school mentality with firemen where he ha- hangs around the station and, I, and yep. I know we got away from that and I wish I wish it would be you know better relationship with them but it's just so busy yeah yeah where it's it's hard to go in and hang out a little bit because you're hopping calls next one next one and you're right. called holding like right. hey hurry up and finish that call cuz we got Five calls holding, so that yeah, you guys are just as busy. Yeah, that relationship is, is. I mean, I felt like a little. It went by the wayside a little bit, but some. It's, yeah, it's just really tough. Yeah, they're they're either running out for a call or the officers running out for a call, and but that was always that's uh, always a good time is to just get together and just goof around. And like I know a couple guys that I work with that I went to high school with, you know, mm-hmm. and so and they're and they're you know fire, so we just you know BSing and talking and stuff like that, and you know, and I'm, the I'm AC is a- always nice and low in the firehouse. <laughs> yeah, so I make it effort whenever i see him out and about if we have if there's an opportunity i'll i'll, I'll reach out or i'll just walk up talk to him or whatever last yeah. time i think we were on the when we were doing we had a um the civil unrest in our city not too long ago they were out there on standby and i think i, I saw you i saw you when i was on the medcat or yeah, whatever yeah i went i went i had some cookies not donuts that i was giving out to the officers and then i had some and i saw the fire guys over there I'm like hey man you guys want some of this like, no we just want protein no protein, protein. that's funny that's uh, funny. But shout out, guys. Even though yeah. we don't talk as much, we still got love for you. Um, to go back, all the way back to the, because we keep trying to get through this day. Yeah, yeah. Dude, we're going to have to bring day. you back it's to finish the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What point do you guys work out? So um, it, really, it really depends. There's guys at my station like um, Kyle and Gianni Mora, those, those two guys, they actually come to work early. And they'll work out early, and sometimes they'll even sneak a workout, you know, during the shift. But again, your number one uh, responsibility or the priority is responding to the emergency. So the thing with us is like, like COVID nineteen, right? The whole world changed. Yes, everything changed. 
nothing changed for police officers, firefighters, hospitals. You know, all if anything, we just got busier. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so we well, but here's the thing. Did you guys have to space out the recliners like six feet That's inside funny. the house? I mean, did you guys have to take it easy with the donuts? One and a half? Or just straight to two? That's all I got. That's, that's all I got. That's your limit of donut jokes. That's all I got. All right. We got, I guess it's the recliner donut thing, I guess. So I know there's a story behind the donuts, and we said it on the first podcast. Uh-huh. What's the story behind the recliners? I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've uh, been at my station now for six years, five and a half, six years, and Usually, the the way it works, the the one place that everybody goes to in the firehouse, like where everything happens, is in the kitchen. And the yes. kitchen is where that's, I think it's, it's typical to it's all kinda, households. Yeah, yeah, just a house in general. That's yeah, that's yeah. where everybody's at. So usually at my station, everybody's in the kitchen. I mean, everybody's either working on whatever meal we got because everybody works together, family, right? Yeah. And that, that's it. That's like it's like. Uh, like the old, uh, you know, Italian stuff. Yeah. Oh, everybody comes yeah, to the yeah. kitchen. Break, that's probably break, a wrong break, plug break. to make. But everything happens in the kitchen, and that's really where we hang out at. And we have we don't have the recliners in there. Like the recliner is uh, is something that's like in a TV room or something. So if we are gonna watch a movie, like we're like, all right, guys, we got uh, the, uh we got, we're gonna have family night, right? Like at seven o'clock, everybody come together. We're gonna watch a movie. In all reality, if you're a betting man, you can bet a thousand dollars or five thousand yeah. dollars. We're gonna call. Yeah, that, yeah. That, and there. that's where I wanted to attest to. That uh, and I can't speak for every fire station, but these guys really get yeah. to use those rooms because they're still in mint condition. Bro, these guys are humping. Yeah. Boom, 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 and they're squared away. Then the training and, and yeah. I was really taken back. Like, okay, this is how it really is. And he's like, yeah, bro, let's go. We got another call. We got another call. I was like, oh my. God. I got so many messages. We were after that fire call that you and I had. Yeah. Um, I remember we were packing up, and then right there we got a call from dispatch. All of us were radio, and you can hear it. Yeah. Oh, I forgot what it was a medical call. I remember what it was. And I remember you walking into the rescue, and you were like. Hey man, we haven't had lunch or something. Like, are we gonna go have lunch? And I was like, why? He goes, we we need break. We haven't got on break. And all I said, I don't even know where this came from. But I was like, you know, uh, Nick, I'm a city of Miami fireman. I don't even know how to spell break. Oh, yeah. And so many people commented on that one line. You know, yeah. I was like, oh, I guess that's oh, pretty that cool. That was in the vlog. That was in the yeah. vlog. Oh, yeah. The vlog, yeah. But uh, again, it's. I mean, at least I think it's easier because you saw it. Like yeah. you saw how yeah. busy we were that day. We did not stop, and it's and that was actually like a slower day. Because some of these days, like, you'll leave in the morning and you won't come back until the afternoon, 3, 4 o'clock. You know, you got a cold lunch. So that's what you know. I was going to say. You're, you're not going back to get gear. You're not going to station, going back to the station. Get, everything you got there, you might go from one call onto and the next. Right to the on next your one. way back, you get another one. And so you yeah. guys are just flying around. You might yeah, just keep going. If you're on a rescue truck, ship somebody to the hospital. And from the hospital, yeah. you're absolutely really busy. on your way to the next really one. Really busy. But then again, that's something that, that you know that you're signing up for. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's cops that are busy. I've had a cause where we showed up where we needed a police officer. We needed one. Yeah. You know, not like the, the hippie mentality that's out there now. Like, oh, let's send a social worker. No, we yeah. need a police officer. Send yeah. a police officer over here. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you guys have calls holding. I remember that. I remember I had a patient who was, like, combative or whatever. And it was me and two other dudes. And when we were calling for a cop to show up, they were like, no, nah, they've got calls holding. And I literally told dispatch, like, what, what, what do you mean calls holding? Yeah. Tell the guy to come over. This guy's got a, a weapon. On, mm-hmm. on the flip side, on our side, mm-hmm. whenever we hear that, no matter what we're doing, uh, with the exception of obviously a yeah. couple of things, we'll be like, hey, we gotta be, we'll be right back. You, we treat as officers, we hear fire. 
Yeah. First of all, it's like you know, asking someone for help, like asking your dad for help or something. You don't yeah, want to do it. Do it. Especially yeah. firemen. You know, yeah. like, we can't yeah. handle this. Like, yeah, yeah. So they'll call us, and, and I'm like, nah, bro. When they call, that means that's is real. So right. let's let's go. Yeah. We gotta yeah. go. So we'll we'll clear what we're doing, and we'll tell somebody, look, uh, you know, we'll be right back if it's something not that serious. But right. uh, more than likely, sometimes officers are done what they're doing, and they're just taking their time trying to finish the report or something. Look at it. We've had calls where I've had police officers that were injured, and it's the same thing. Yeah. I mean, we show up, and we're, you know, the, the priority is, is you guys. Because at the end of the day, you guys are doing the exact same thing that we're doing, which is serving people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really, when you, when you want to get down to it, doesn't matter where you stand on the line. It's these people have a job, and they're taking care of other people. Right, like I understand that there's, there's bad in both. There's bad firefighters. There's bad cops. Like I said, there's bad donut makers. Right, yeah. but I wouldn't say that a majority of them are bad. Absolutely not. No. Like there's more good people that are out there that are actually trying to help people. So when you guys call, like I remember one was a young girl. She had been on the job maybe two or so years, and like she showed up and there was this big dude who was high on something and he broke her orbital bone. Like you gotta hit somebody really hard. Yeah, to, but you know who I'm talking about? Uh, Young girl. Our, our. She's from our. Yes. No. Well, I mean, I think actually, yes, I do. She she broke her orbital bone. That's a big station deal. Nine, yeah, right? Northy. Little Haiti. I know yep. exactly who it was. Dude, that's like that's a, like a legit injury. And this guy, this this is a grown man who hit a woman in my neighborhood. If a man were to hit a woman, like you know, nobody stands for stuff like nah. that. Nah. Right. You know, so like the same thing should apply. Like, hey, yeah, she's a cop, she's a woman, man. Like, what, what are you doing? You know, so yeah, yeah. Additionally, she's a police officer. Yeah, right. but that's but that's goes. You know, people don't. It's hard nowadays because people really don't understand what it is that fire fighters see, police officers see. They just see what's on the news and. Oh yeah, I guess it's we should defund the police. No, oh, and there are some people out there that are some hardcore criminals. That will hurt you, absolutely. That will kill you. That will do bad things to you. And if you take that line of defense, or if somebody gets hurt, and I have, I have never heard anybody saying defund the firefighters. You ever know that? No, firefighters know. like, yeah, defund the police. Let us allocate some of that money. Yeah, Dude, boy, yeah, get some yeah. lazy boys yeah. with the vibrating. Oh <laughs> we don't have none of them that vibrate. No. What's with you guys in vibrating? Huh? Yeah. Is that like a cop <laughs> thing? Like, so a serious question. Yeah. Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation. PlayStation. Xbox. Why? See? See? Uh? See what I mean? Just cops and firefighters just fighting just, about everything. Here we go. Reason, All right, man. Reason why we asked that question in probably not his station house, but some station houses. Past the time, they're able to play some games and stuff, decompress. I had, uh, I, had a, a lot. I had a PlayStation. I started Nintendo. Uh, no, Atari, Nintendo. Jesus. Super uh-huh. Nintendo. But Nintendo and then uh, Sega. Then... Sega. Then PlayStation, right? And then Xbox came out too. But I was like, nah, I like my PlayStation. Xbox had Halo. Yeah, I remember that. The way you can play Halo was to get an Xbox. Then you do System Link. You can have the LAN parties. You link all the Xboxes together. And then came Xbox Live. So I was hooked. PlayStation really didn't get good online. I don't even think they're still good online. 
but they really didn't get good online gaming because everyone was on Xbox. So I was more into the online first person shooter thing. I know you play Final Fantasy, probably. No, I don't. Absolutely. Yeah. Call of Duty. Yeah. Call oh, of yeah, Duty. Well, Call of Duty. So you want it? Hey, you want it? Hey, Call of Duty. Right. I'll find you. Rainbow Six Siege? No? You know no. that game? No. No, I know about the game, but no, I haven't played that it's one. It's a police type game. Oh, it's a cop it's a deep dive. Yeah. Let's take a quick break and let's come back and talk about some of the specialized units that are in the fire department. Dun, dun, dun. We are back. Hey guys, just wanted to let you know that the new video Operation Smooth featuring TTOG is now up on Nick Off Duty. So as soon as the podcast is over, head on over there and check it out now. All right, let's get back to the podcast. And we're back. Can I can I tell you how I was going to open the show with you? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Please welcome. He uh, he likes to slide down poles. He likes to play with hoses. And no, it's not an exotic dancer. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I That's it. it. That's all you got. You I, know. I was going to keep going, but I, I didn't do it. Didn't. You guys have a Works. pole in the firehouse? Not we do. There's a, we have a few stations that have a fire pole that you have to slide down on. So yeah. cops, if you're afraid of heights. Yeah. You can't do it. Which is really, I mean, the idea is it's faster than taking the stairs, faster than waiting on an elevator. Quicker to get to where you need to go. Right there. And, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I know I've seen it. uh, I was in Fort Lauderdale, one of of theirs. And I think they actually, it works, but they really, it's more of a monument situation. Oh, we use ours. Yeah. So, to go back, um, Mm -hmm. I didn't use it. I didn't use the opener. I had more, but... Whatever. Long story I appreciate short. it. Let's rapid fire because we're in the last segment. We're in the home stretch. Go for it, Nick. I can see the light. All right. Ready? Yeah. I was. I thought you oh, were you wanted me to? Oh, okay. I, yeah, thought, yeah. I thought you were going yeah. to. Uh, mentioned before the break. Uh, what are some specialized units? You know, we talked about specialized units. We have in PD and stuff. What's some specialized? There are specialized units in the fire service, and what are those? So the fire department, pretty much any fire department anywhere in the country, we are what what we call what's called the all hazards. Department. We respond to any and everything. So think about that. No matter what it is that you have, we're going to show up and we're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, in my agency and in various agencies, you have things like uh, like a hazmat unit. Mm-hmm. You have a dive rescue. You've got a technical rescue team. Um, so these are different uh, specialties that certain firefighters take to belong to those teams. And then whenever a call comes at a, a call like that comes in. Those teams are the ones that are going to be running it or are in charge of it. So and it's specialty specialty training. Are they out of one station or are they speckled out? No, and it's like they're a SWAT they're speckled around into different stations. SWAT is another one. Side note: the SWAT medic, yeah, you know that was created within the South Florida Fire Department, which is our agency. I'm yeah. kind of tap dancing around it, yeah. but imagine that they were like. You know, uh, why don't we just get a firefighter to, to do some of the training with us on the SWAT team, and we'll just mm-hmm. give them a gun, you yeah. know? And then these guys did it, and now that's the standard all over the country. Are they? Know, so. Are they? Are those guys that are there? Are they? Are they? I, I don't know. Are they former military, or do you know? We have a lot of. Usually, our best firefighters are uh, former military. Anywhere what? from we have we have guys that are uh, special forces, Marines, SEALs, mm-hmm. Rangers. Wow. Plenty of guys that have that kind of stuff. I know a little bit about it, but I'll ask you just to kind of clarify for the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of the other ones were a little more self-explanatory with the name, but like technical rescue. That deals with, you know, like say so in South Florida, we have bridges. and Technical rescue, I'll give you an example. We had a, a call a few weeks ago where um, they were building this like huge high-rise, and they used rebar, long, sharp, ex- uh, oh, not expensive, but uh, very hairy stuff, very heavy stuff. And something happened, and there was an, some kind of an accident, and there was guys trapped, and you know, in there, and there was yeah. some of them were impaled. So these 
uh, specialty units will show up and they've got to figure it out. It's not just, you know, grabbing guys. You're going to have to cut things, move things around. And so technical rescue, there's all kinds of classes that you have to get in order to be a part of that technical rescue team. You have classes like uh, confined, confined space, right? Uh, rope rescue, uh, structural collapse. You've got uh, swift water rescue. You've got all kinds of these these classes, hundreds of hours that you have to take in. Each class that you take, you're tested in, and you have to pass whatever kind of scenario that they're going to come up with. If you don't pass the scenario, you don't get the ticket. Yeah. So once you have all these things, then we start talking about uh, FEMA teams, urban search and rescue. That's another one that's all with uh, the fire department. So whenever there's like a natural disaster anywhere, you know, the USAR teams are the ones that show up and we figure it out. Let's let's even go uh, further because we started incorporating some training with you guys, integrating the fire department, uh, first responder integrated tactical training, mm-hmm. active shooter scenarios. Right, oh, yeah. that, that's yeah, the, the reality of what we're dealing with now. I mean, yeah. there's been active shooters. I mean, just the one that sticks out right now is in Las Vegas. You had some guy who, you know, decided to get a really high point with a bunch of guns and start shooting a bunch of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's obviously there's a bunch of like cell phone footage that you can find where it shows people and there's there are injuries all over the place. Usually when something like that happens, people are OK with all the specialty training and all the specialty equipment that you need mm-hmm. yeah. to respond to these emergencies. And then you have, you know, like we have a, a, spe- a special truck that we call the Medcat that's uh it's like it's like a SWAT team it's bulletproof you know yeah, it's and a Bearcat Bearcat it's a, bear, it's a Bearcat armored vehicle yeah. which I want to feature that on police cars um so it's a Bearcat armored vehicle right essentially but it's Bearcat used, is a brand it's a company yeah well, it's an armored it's an up armored vehicle armored vehicle yeah so they they go into the hot zones with right. that and then is it red it is. It is red. It absolutely. Is red. That's like a. It has to be red, or else we wouldn't take it. <laughs> but, Less but, gunshot. We should start painting our cars red. <laughs> you should. But is, there, is that? I a, agree. Is that a unit, or is that just everybody? So um, that specific unit, like I was assigned that unit when I worked on uh, some of the protests that were going on. So they basically have uh, a call out. And, you know, who can work this unit? And they plug that in with uh, firefighters. Is that that a special? It was that specific one was doing the protest that we had in the city. And they just staff it with with guys. Everybody, like I said, everybody that's on the fire department has specialty training. Yeah. So it's just basically plug and play. Like, all right, I got these three guys. Go put them on there and you respond. You you talked about the, you know, like the active shooter response. Um, How prevalent is, say, like um, like an active shooter vest, like a plate carrier in the fire department? Not something necessarily that you would see. Or you expect to see, but I mean, you guys have plate carriers for rifle rounds or those kind of things that are available to you. Well, I mean, interesting enough, when we filmed that episode at the station, that was like one of the big questions that we had from a bunch of the viewers in the comments. Like, is are those bulletproof vests? Why do they have bulletproof vests? Yeah. And people were like, it, it was something difficult for them to grasp that, you know, firefighters are putting on bulletproof vests and going in to help people but that's that's business as usual we've been doing that forever so yeah. i mean of course we have that in our units because we never know when and if it's going to happen but the re- i guess the responsibility that goes for the agencies is that not to think oh that's never going to happen to us but when is it going to happen yeah, to us prepared. and make sure that we're prepared for it uh, so i mean they're on the trucks they're on absolutely the trucks available. rescues you engines know. we all have so those how do you guys feel when you have to don those Vest and gear, 
Are you like, are you sizing up the cops, the police officers? Like, these, these guys better do their job, man. How do you guys feel like that? Because I, I'm, I put on my vest. I got everything. I'm good to go because I have a gun, you mm-hmm. know, and I can return fire. How do you guys feel? No gun going in there. Well, you got the two that are attached to you. I think that um, option A and option B. <laughs> I think it goes back to the the training. I think it goes to the proactive approach on, you know, understanding that the the world is changing and some of these things are becoming a lot more frequent than we want them to be. So how do I feel? I think I don't feel. I think it's more of a, all right. Look, this is what the call is. All right, let's go put this on. Yeah. Just like uh, you know, how do I feel when it's a water emergency and there's a car that's in the water yeah. and we're responding on the truck? We have you know, equipment on there that's going to help. So it's not more of like, I can't, I can't really explain that. Like, well, I, I think if I can kind of jump onto that, yeah. I think it's, it's really, it's just a matter of saving that person that you're serving right. and giving you the ability to do it safer for you Absolutely. so that you're able to con- continue that life-saving effort. And you don't necessarily have to wait until it's, uh, we'll call it a hot or cold zone, yeah. uh, or it's, a, it's clear for fire rescue to come in because we don't want you guys to get hurt. It just makes it so that you might be able to get in there safer when it's still a little hotter, a little warmer. Well, that that's the that goes back to everything like active shooter scenarios. A lot they found out these a lot of these victims are bleeding out that could have been saved. Right, and they, they had survivable gunshot wounds. However, at the time they bled out because the entire school had to be cleared. Right, and that was way too much time before fire rescue can get in there. So they're like. Here, take this, uh, take this ballistic vest, take this helmet, and we're going to speed it up a little bit. And there's, and so there's more uh, uh, training and, and and just more philosophies and ideas about creating a classroom and doing so all that. Essentially, that's where that fit program came into. It's like that's great. They're going to go in there sooner, and that's great. We're handling business, but we bring them in and we work together. It's mm-hmm. a great training that we do, and it's like. Hey, and we sit next to, like, in the beginning of the day, you sit, it's like uh, fire, police, fire, police, fire, police, fire, police. Mm-hmm. And you have to get to know each other and talk. Because, again, if you work in a busy area, it's really hard to get to know. Uh, if, you know, if it's a slower town, smaller town, not a lot of calls. Yeah, you're playing hoops with them or whatever. But here it's like, no. Boom, boom, which, by the way, which, by the way, didn't we win a basketball game when we we played together out in the we played two two v two. It was you and I versus two of two other guys out in the courtyard. You're looking like I'm talking out of my butt right now. I'm trying to remember that. It could have been, been your ah, could have been your twin brother. Oh, that's funny. Could have been your twin brother. That's funny. We went out there and we good. hooked it up and we beat we beat these guys out there. But yeah. anyways, uh, to go back. So you're good. It's another day day in the job. If I, oh, I got I put my vest on. I'm good to go. I'm not gonna get shot. I'll give you I'll give you an example. Um, when. When I was in the fire academy, our my agency's academy is, is known for being the toughest. You know, it's six months long. They literally drill you and they break you. I don't know how to exp- how else to explain yeah. it. Um, I remember specifically one of the instructors. His name is uh, Lieutenant Jose Almeida. He's a veteran and um, special forces too. We have guys. Some another one of the instructors was you know Navy SEAL, Army guys. Like yeah. these are all the best. Yeah. And they do that for a reason Obviously because the they. Smartest. They chose the right side. Yeah, yeah there you go. So they thanks for that. And they, you know, they're training these new guys that are coming in. I remember he would, whenever he, Lieutenant Mita was giving us these scenarios, he would come up with these wild things. And we have our training center, which is like six or seven floors. 
and he would be like, all right, uh, you see this building? It's not a building. It's a ship. It's a ship, and the only way you can get in is through the third floor. I'll be like, all right. And then another time, oh, it's a plane. The only way you can get up is through the fifth floor. Yeah. And we have to adapt to whatever the circumstance is. Yeah. I remember one specific day, we had to climb in through the fifth floor, hoist a bunch of tools. When we got the tools, mind you, this is, you're blindfolded. Because yeah. so, in a real fire, you can't see oh. anything. It's not mm -hmm. like in the movies. So I remember I felt something, and we had to cut it with a, with a saw. And then by the time that we get up to where the door is at, uh, Lutal made a stand in there and he goes, all right, what do you got? All right, let me see. I got a door. I feel the hinges. It is an outward swinging door. He's asking, he's quizzing you. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. basically when you're on the street, you remember. Yeah. Um, we get in and then um, I, I basically explained to him what I'm going to do. I'm on the nozzle. All right, I'm going to do a right-hand search pattern. What are you doing? I'm looking for victims and looking for the fire. I'm going to put it out and, and whatever. When we walk in, all of a sudden he says, all right, stop. Everybody stand up. And usually when you would do that, you're in trouble. Yeah. And, you know, I stand up. He goes, take your mask off. Take your mask off. And he comes up to me first. He's like, uh, Savedra, you're a paramedic, right? I'll say, yes, sir. Mind you, I'm not talking like this. I'm like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. He goes, all right, Savedra, uh, what is the dose for mag sulfate for a patient who is in preeclampsia? Go. And I'll, mind you, I'm exhausted. Yeah. You're like pale, you know, whatever. Uh, and I froze up. He goes, you don't know, huh? Nice. You, what's the dose for mag sulfate? You know, blah, 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 same thing. Nobody knew anything. And then when nobody knew anything, he would be like, I tell you what, I called 911. Does anybody have a cell phone? Because yeah. I'm going to call 912. Maybe they sent me somebody who knows how to do their job. <laughs> yeah. But they instill yeah. in you yeah. that you have to know what to do. At that moment, when somebody calls 911, they want whatever it is that they're dealing with, they want a specialist with that problem. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, so, they don't want you to have to put it up on Google. and, and Yeah, get out of here. Like, you, you have to. There's, there's a certain sanctity that comes with that, and cops do the same thing, too. You're showing up, and you have to wear multiple hats. So these specialty units, it, it really is a big deal because they constantly, as a firefighter, you're training, period. You're training on how to open yeah. doors, how to put out certain fires, how to cut cars and stuff like that. Yeah. When you're a part of a specialty unit, you're training not only firefighter stuff, but also that specialty unit. Search yeah. patterns if you're underwater, blindfolded, uh, holding your breath techniques, what to do when you get to the victim, you know, all kinds of things. So it's, it's really a big deal, but it goes hand in hand with what I said earlier. People have no idea that the fire department deals with this stuff. Yeah. They have no clue. It's a lot. And the relationship that we have with police I mean, that's I've had cops that I was with that you trust them like, hey, you know, like active shooter, yeah. drive bys, whatever you want to call it. And yeah. it's important to, to be on the same page. No. And, and uh, we definitely understand that. Like, uh, at least I, I did. And the people that I worked with, I can't speak for the entire world or nation, but it's like, hey, when they're on scene, let's take care of these guys, because one day there we might need them, too. And and, sure. and I've been through a couple uh, things on duty that I've gotten hurt where you guys were there to help me out. And that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> but um, you want you got any, um, I was going to say for like social media accounts or anything you want to plug. If not, um, was there anything else you wanted to add? How much pressure? Ah, yes. You want to ask no, no, say it. Say how, it. how much pressure actually comes out of a fire hose? So the, the one, remember um, in a fire truck, you have different positions. The guy that drives the truck, the truck is a driver engineer. 
So once we get to a fire, he's the one that, you know, puts the, the truck in pump, turns on the fire pump, yeah. and actually goes back there. And you're doing math, depending what's going on. Yeah, wouldn't be our your, position. Your yeah, you guys uh, see firemen have to deal with we stuff like 48 that. 48 hours, 72 hours. Wouldn't be our position. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. So um, depending what lines you're using, what structure it is, how many floors, you know, and you have to friction loss. There's so much math. That's coming at you, and you it's, it goes back to re, from remembering the dose of a medication to remembering a technique yeah. on how to do something. They it's a huge responsibility that they wow. have. It's not just driving to the emergency. Yeah. So, for example, usually if we're having a, a, a jump line, which is like the lines of the trucks that actually have the nozzle on them, yeah, those are usually our go to. We'll pull them out. You got like 200 feet of inch and three quarter. Um, off the top of the head, you're looking at like 110 psi. But if you add a section of hose because it's farther or it's higher, you got to bump up the pressure. So it, it really depends. There's, not, there's no one answer for everybody because at the same time, the driver is communicating with the units or the firemen that are inside, and they'll let you know, hey, crank up the pressure or, hey, bring it down a little bit. Because yeah. if it gives you too much, yeah. you know, I can Whoa. throw you around, and it's, you know, it's tough. Wow. Really? Wow. It, 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 can it go through drywall? If you, if you have enough pressure on there and you're aiming at, like, some drywall, especially if it's getting wet and stuff like that, yeah, yeah you'll go through the drywall. Absolutely. Yeah, we have yeah. tools where, I mean, sometimes the fire isn't just, like, a desk that's involved. Yeah. Sometimes it, the fire is in the wall. Like, yeah. it's burning the stuff inside, and it'll go up to the ceiling. Backdraft. And, Backdraft. Oh, there you go. You like yeah, that movie? Yeah, that was a great movie. You see Backdraft? Yeah. It's in the walls. Mm. I'm more of a ladder 49 guy. Oh, I like that movie, too. That's a great movie. See, you've seen those movies. I prefer I, prefer I, I watch it at me. night when no one's around. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a Rescue Me kind rescue of guy. Rescue Me is great. That's another good <laughs> one. You know? with, with that's Dennis Dennis another one. That that that's best. great. That's a great one. So, so can it, like, so let's, let's because all the PSIs and all that stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of cops listening to this, it can go through drywall, right? It can it can go through like a glass window or wind- yeah. yeah what what about could you use it to clean your driveway? Pressure if clear. if you lower the psi, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this for cops. If you lower the psi, <laughs> which is you're uh, lowering how spring. strong the water is that's coming out of the hose. Wow. Yeah. See? Wow. Yeah. So sometimes, look, sometimes you guys call us out because there's a bunch of blood on the street, and we gotta, we'll hit it with like what we call a booster line, which is one that's on a reel. Yeah. We'll pull it out, and you know, it's all about gallons per minute, how much actual water you can get on the surface. Okay. So, um, go back to that. If there's a car parked in front of a fire hydrant, do you break their windows to hook up to it? Are you asking me if there's a house that's on fire with <laughs> occupants inside, <laughs> and we have to get water on the fire? Would yeah. I? break somebody's windows in order to obtain a water source yeah yes i would okay absolutely that, that is a thing yeah because you see it in movies they run the line uh through the, through through the car when they could easily just put it up and over yeah well you know sometimes if you've got that that elbow yeah right it won't let you do it so that's that's the tough part and usually it's always a nice car that's parked in the front oh and, so it's happened well i've never personally yeah. i've never had to bust somebody's windows i've never had to do that yeah. one time i thought i was pretty close and right when i was getting ready to what look this guy you know what he actually showed up and moved this car oh. how mad like, do you get if that car drives over your fire hose well if you if you drive over that's another thing that you can't do it's not a garden hose you know what i mean so i mean if yeah. you're running it over with a car that weighs how much you know yeah. you can pop that line and you are cutting off 
the supply that these guys inside are receiving, yeah. and it gets hot. Mind you, again, it's not like in the, it's not like in the movies where you can see everything. Oh my God, yeah, yeah the fire's right there. Bullshit, it's hot. <laughs> it is hot. If, if you close, if you close your eyes, that's literally what you see, and you're relying on touch, oh, and then all of a sudden there. you'll feel it, and you go, "Oh, look, it's right here." Yeah, and you put it up. Yeah, uh, I've run into a run into an apartment with a sergeant grabbing our fire extinguishers and. Holy moly! Yeah, yeah. You know, like you're going in trying to beat fire there, and you're going, yeah. "Ooh, it's 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 uh, not for me." All right, last one. Favorite cop movie? Die Hard. Favorite Christmas movie, also by the way. Die Hard is that really? I that is. So. He was a cop. Right, he was a cop. I'll take it. He was yeah, on yeah, vacation. Yeah, New York, and then LAPD. And, and he also used a fire hose. Yeah. And oh, he jumped out. Right. Okay. All right. So he's cool with me, John yeah. McClane. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I get it. John McClane. All right, you want to wrap it up? Yeah, man. Al. <laughs> or, what, or is it your brother? I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. Check the tattoo. Yeah. Uh, salute, my friend. Thank you for coming Cheers. on and representing. I'm going to drink real quick. Mm. Thank you for representing for all the, the firefighters out there that were listening to the previous shows and were like, hey, man. Hey, man. We don't, we don't appreciate the jabs, man. We got to get repped. Yeah, if you want, if you want to see more fire stuff, comment down below. Let us know. There's one thing um, oh. I wanted to mention, which I didn't mention, which is this shirt that I'm wearing. Go. It's uh, from, uh, it's called Never Walk Alone, mm -hmm. which benefits first responders that are police, fire, dispatchers that are suffering from PTSD. Yeah. Um, we've actually, the, if you look up and you can Google, and I, you, anybody out there can Google this stuff out, we've been losing more first responders to PTSD yeah. than in the line of duty deaths. Firemen, it's been through the roof. We've had a few in, in South Florida, and it, it just keeps happening. It's mm -hmm. an issue. Huge. I think uh, this, this organization is great because they're helping. They're trying to plug people in with, uh, with help. Yeah. You know, like it's, I think it's impossible for you to show up to some of these calls, which, you know, I, I'm guaranteed we each are three different positions here. I mean, we can go on for hours on things that we saw that affected you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Personally, I think it's impossible for you, you to show up to some of these calls because usually when someone's calling 911, it's, it's not a it's good not a, thing, yeah. you know? Not at all. And, I think that some of that stuff sticks to you. It really does. 100%. So give them a, sh give them a shout out to. So where can home. they find them? Um, they have a, an Instagram uh, channel, which ne is Never, uh, walk, Never alone. walk Alone. Okay. And um, they've, they've got shirts and all kinds of stuff. We've been participating in the uh, Miami Marathon, which usually a bunch of firefighters will show up. Cops will show up, too. Mm -hmm. And we'll walk in full gear yeah. to bring awareness to uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Awesome. So we're, we're going to put all kinds of links. Yeah, we'll have all kinds we, of links. We could probably uh, snippet that part out in case uh, those of you that are listening still, thank you. We, we appreciate it kindly. Mm -hmm. But we could probably snippet that out and put it uh, standalone on Instagram. Already so was cranking that. All right. Head. Well, uh, Al, again, thanks for showing up. Awesome. I, I, I've got money that's probably going to be one of the most viewed podcasts. From experience. firefighters come in and just destroy us. Yeah. They, but, should, uh, they put it on loop in the firehouse. That's funny. <laughs> you guys are full of shit. All right. <laughs> calling all units. Calling all units. Donut Shot has a fresh dozen. Go ahead and take a 1040. <laughs>